Tonight on Race Time Radio, so glad you could pop in here tonight. We've got a dandy for you. I'm Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm Jr., right here in the Race Time Radio studio. It is Joe's birthday today, so happy birthday there, big guy. I don't feel any older. You don't feel any older? No. None. No. None. Do I look older? No, no. Well, isn't that the nicest thing not you've a, ever said? Not a day older. Not a day older. Well, that's that's definitely a good thing. Well, like a year older. let me tell you. In, on this day, back in 1986, I know for a lot of you listeners, that, that's a long time ago. But that was the day Joe was born, and I'll tell you, it was a snowstorm in Guelph, Ontario that day. Not today. Not today, nope. Sun was out. Kind of a nice day. Last year, we were buried in snow at this time. <laughs> yeah, you're I, was, right. I got a memory back, That's you know, from right. last from from last year, and uh, yeah, we were out there shoveling. Yeah, uh, we got hammered last year. Yep, but uh, and no, then it all went away. Yep, yep. So we're uh, experiencing some some nice weather right now. Uh, by the sounds of it, we're going to get a little bit of snow here <laughs> rolling into next week. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's it's that time of year. Mm-hmm. Snowball Derby is 11 days out. 11 so, uh, days. There's a reason why that place is called the Snowball Derby. Yeah. The countdown begins. <laughs> That's wow. right. So. The countdown for all of us has been on for a while. We always look forward to the Snowball Derby. What is it, 57 years this year, I think, something like that? Yeah, I believe 57 or 56, something yeah. like that. No, I think last year was 56. This would be 57 if I, if memory serves me correct, but I'll tell you every now and then this uh, slips a gear or two. But let yep, me tell you, who we got, right. is it? Yep. yep, 56. 56 this year. Yep. I thought it was 57. Yep, 56. Oh, well, there you go. Let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. We got the dandy lineup. Speaking of the Snowball Derby, uh, our first guest that's going to pop up here is Trayton Lapsovich, of course, our champion up here on the national side of things here in Canada. Uh, he is headed for the Snowball Derby. He's going to be in the number 32. And uh, I'll tell you what, Kate, Trayton has got it all happening this year, doesn't he, Junior? Like, the guy has been lighting the lamp all season long. Kind of kind of fitting that he's going to head for the Snowball Derby. Yeah, very fitting. Um, you know, he definitely had a dream season when it comes time for the NASCAR Pinty Series. Uh, you know, picking up uh, uh, just a, a plethora of wins uh, on, on all different forms of race the tracks. Um, and, you know, he he really put his flag in the ground um, you know, winning on a road course, winning on an oval, um, you know, and then, and then going out and backing it up with a bunch more wins. Um, and then, you know, he strapped into a bunch of different styles of cars as well. You know, yeah. he got into APC cars, uh, got into, uh, some, some crate, uh, sprint cars, uh, with his partner with GSR. Um, you know, just, uh, got into a bunch of different styles of race cars, um, and, and different levels of competition even. And, uh, at every level he was more than competitive, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, and, and late models is, is, you know, basically the, the place where he spent the longest amount of time outside of the, the, 
the little cars at the beginning, you right, know? Right, right. Um, but, That's how he uh, got his start. Exactly. But, yep. but really, late models is where he spent a bulk of his driving career. And, uh, you know, for him to uh, get an opportunity to go down and, and, and show what he can do against the, the world's best super late model competitors, um, this year is definitely the year that uh, I'd want to, you know, have that opportunity. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, just so cool to see. They, they've done a great job, I, I must say. Um, you know, for a lot of Canadian teams, you can't say this about, but they have done a great job at keeping the fan base up to date on getting ready for the Derby. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. um, you know, building the race car, uh, his brother, himself, Jeff, uh, his his dad, um, you know, posting updates, you know, from from the chassis build to the uh, car being put together, uh, working with Junior Hanley, and you know the behind the scenes stuff, and yeah. keeping everybody yeah, yeah. engaged, and 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 he's got a bunch of sponsors lined up uh, for the Derby, um, you know, a, a bunch of carryover sponsors, obviously from mm-hmm. the NASCAR Pinty side, from yep. uh, from his late model driving careers, even from his dad's late or uh, CASCAR, you know, driving career. Sure, um, lots of carryover sponsorship um but then some other new ones as well so uh it's it's definitely uh cool to see and and uh man it's by all accounts you know they've got they're bringing a gun to a gunfight they're yes. they've got a good car they've, there's a lot of excitement you know in that camp about what they're bringing down there um there's a lot of new iron that's going to be showcased down there so um yeah it's it's really cool it's a great opportunity and and uh uh, uh should give the uh the top 15 a, a run for their money oh yeah canada's in good shape this year representation wise at the snowball derby and the snowflake Trayton Lapsovich is going to be uh, one of our guys that we've got a real shot at winning this year, along with Cole Butcher. It's going to be incredible. I'm hoping for a 1-2 finish. I just don't know which one I want to see first or second. It uh, doesn't really matter to me. Uh, both uh, are doing a tremendous job and have all year. Remember that dream that you were talking about? Yeah. That, that yeah, lottery yeah. dream you were talking about? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you got way better shot at getting uh, getting that lottery win than you do than you do getting a one-two finish, I think. Uh-uh, buddy. It's <laughs> happening this year. Hey, I'm, also, not saying, I'm not saying these guys aren't worthy or, or capable of doing it. I'm just right. saying that, the, uh, you know, to predict a one-two finish at the Derby would be, uh, she, that's a pretty tall order. Hey, I've called them right before. Watch out. <laughs> also coming on the show tonight, how about, we're going to check in with Mario Goslin. It is our yearly check-in with Mario, of course, NASCAR Xfinity team owner, uh, he, he's been there, done that, and man, he just keeps continuing to make forward progress with his teams. We're going to check in with DGM's Mario Goslin tonight. We'll also hear from another Canadian that's heading down south. He's going to be at Five Flakes Speedway, and he's going to participate in the Alan Turner Snowflake 100. And uh, he's been there. He's had top five finishes. Could this be Jared Butcher's year? We'll find out. Jarrett's going to join us. He's on a flight, actually, on his way into North Carolina, but he's going to join us as soon as he lands, and uh, we'll get to him tonight here, all live on Race Time. But what do you say? We get to guest number one, a guy that is set and pretty well ready to go. We'll find out the details. we got Trayton Lapsovich with us. What's going on, champ? How are you? Hey, Joe. I'm good. How are you? Doing good, doing good. How is uh, everything coming together? Uh, you got, uh, you still got a little bit of time, 11 days. 
Yeah, it's getting there. Um, still a little bit of stuff to wrap up and some ends um, to, to tie up. But, uh, yeah, we got a couple more days until we leave on uh, on Thursday, and uh, then we'll be gone. So a um, little bit here and there, but it's coming together really nicely. How valuable, Triton, is practice going to be when you get down there? Is this a brand-new race car that you're taking down to Five Flag Speedway? Yeah, it's brand-new, and, and everything on it's brand-new, too. So, uh it's uh luckily we got a test day lined up so that, that's something that we really wanted to make sure that uh that we had to you know that we're we're competitive when we get there too so we'll kind of know what we have before the weekend starts because once the weekend starts it's uh it's pretty much just a big dash and a big rush so it's uh, it'll be nice to have that time to to really feel the car out and just make sure everything's all right i got a sneaky suspicion you guys are going to be planned to the nines uh that's the way you roll things so trayton uh i know behind the wheel you're depending on a lot of guys uh you know your crew and Absolutely everybody from fabrication all the way to the time the car rolls out on at the speedway. But uh, you have got yourself one whale of a formula, and you always seem to. Uh, you, you've been doing it for a while now, and look at the success you've had this year. Uh, it's got to feel good to be trading laps of it right now. You know, it does. Uh, you know, it's. Uh, I felt like this was a great time to, to make a move like this and, and go out and, and run the snowball, so... There was definitely no better time to do it. We kind of it, it come together somewhat last minute, but at the same time, we did have some some time to get the car ready. But uh, it's been a mad dash. I got a great group of guys behind me, which is which has been awesome. And uh, yeah, we we've been in the shop every day since uh, we got the chassis about three weeks ago now. So it's uh, there's been a lot of work going on, and and like I said, we're almost ready to go here. Drayton, uh, obviously the the snowball derby is the deep end of the pool, right? It's the it's the the you know you're up against the the biggest and best names in super late model racing and and from a bunch of different backgrounds as well. Um, you've been down to Five Flag Speedway. You've you've got to uh, you know be a part of the, the the flake. You've seen you 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 know what to expect um, from from a competitor side, from a driver side. Um, you know the the speeds aren't that much different to, uh, from from a pro late model to a to a super um you know you've got a lot of stuff going right for you and this year by the sounds of it you're going to be heading out a little bit earlier than normal hopefully if you get everything done um talk about the value of track time down there because we see the big teams um they they seem to hit that racetrack you know uh five and six times before the derby even (laughs) rolls around uh, talk about the value of track time and getting down there early, uh, getting the rust knocked off, making sure the shakedown is done, and then as well, starting on that setup plan. Uh, talk a little bit about the value of, of getting down there early and, 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 and getting, it, getting it rolling as early as possible. Yeah, well, that was like you kind of when we we're kind of doing all our plans and, and making stuff happen. Testing was a, a big thing that we wanted to make sure we were going to be prepared for and, and ready to do prior to getting there on the weekend. Because, you know, there is a lot of there is a lot of practice involved in the weekend itself. I mean, we start practicing Thursday, there's practice Friday, but qualifying comes up quick on Friday night. And, and until then, it's really just mock runs, too. Like, uh, we're going to be putting on a lot of sets of stickers to try and get ready for qualifying. So there's not a whole lot of track time involved in that. You're doing two or, or three lap runs at a time. And, and as a driver, it's it's hard to get fully acclimated to the car. 
Um, like I said, like you said, I do have a, a little bit of experience at, at five flags with the, the pro late car, but, uh, this is going to be my first time in a template super. So getting there and having the test day and, and really getting that full day to just log laps and, and feel more comfortable as a driver. And then also getting the car somewhat close as well is going to be really nice. Um, you know, the, the weather and the track can change by the day, but, uh, having that baseline set up and, and being ready before the weekend even starts is, is going to be a big help and, and also just iron out any flaws that we have with the car. Um, that's kind of, you know, with a new car, you can't always expect that it's going to roll out perfect right out of the box. Um, thankfully this is, it's our second WMI car that we're building. So, you know, you, you learn a little bit after building the first one that you can kind of apply to the second one, but even then there's going to be issues. So just having that test day to go through everything, make sure everything's right is, is really valuable. And, uh, yeah, thankfully it's looking like we're going to make it. So that's, uh, that's really good. We're a trade in Lapsovich tonight, of course, our NASCAR Pinty Series champion, multiple winner uh, in pretty well everything that guy's jumped into uh, from the time that he was a little wee guy with a Superman shirt on. Uh, he's always done a tremendous job, and he's heading for this year's Snowball Derby, Pensacola, Florida, comes up in 11 days, and these guys are uh, going to be a threat out there on that racetrack if you're new to racing if maybe you just started watching maybe just started getting involved in racing uh trayton can you take us for a few laps around five flag speedway uh i've never personally been there i've watched uh many many laps at that speedway and it looks like it's a rough place uh, what's it all like there uh five flags is uh i mean the speeds there are tremendous really um, the, the banking. In- Ooh, we're, we're missing your audio, but Oh, there you go. You pop back in there now. Yeah. Sorry. Continue on. We just couldn't hear you, brother. Yeah, no problem. Uh, yeah, the, in the prolate model, there wasn't really much brake involved at all into the corner. It's kind of the banking carries you so much that you would drive it almost to the center of the corner, just a little bit lift off the, off the gas and, and right back on it. So, um, definitely some high speeds, high banking. Um, there's two lanes, which is great, but at the end of the day, there's, there's these seashells in the surface that make the, the surface really abrasive. So, um, tire savings, a big thing. And, uh, especially I noticed in the, in the hundred lap race for the Allen Turner race, you really had to save tires. So, uh, um, with the longer distance with the snowball, it's definitely uh, going to come into play. Now, uh, Kate, uh, Trayton's brother is Caden Lapsovich, of course, another champion. How about this? Jeff, Jeff Lapsovich is cranking them out, I'll tell you. And there's still another couple coming behind uh, Trayton. But uh, who is going to be on top of the box, Trayton? I know your dad normally is up there. Will he be up there for the Snowball Derby? Or are you going to grab your brother Caden and say, hey, bud, I need you up there? What's the case? Yeah, well, I think it, it's probably going to be mainly a joint effort uh, amongst the whole family, um, mainly between Caden and my dad calling the shots. But uh, yeah, Caden's got a lot of experience with the late model side of things. And, and the late models are a lot different than the Pinty's cars and, and stuff like that that my dad's more acclimated to. Um, he, he's really, really smart. But uh, in the late models, you introduce like the bump springs and, and the sway bar timing is a big part of that too. So Caden uh, having that knowledge is definitely going to help out. And the, the two of them will definitely be a deadly combo together. So uh, it'll be it'll be nice having Caden back involved uh, in the racing too. It's been a, been a while since we really worked together. He was he was at the Pinty's finale there, but uh, you know when we already have the the group that we had and the success that we had this year, he it, it was almost as if he just had to step back and, and watch. But uh, he'll, <laughs> he'll be right on hands on uh, for the snowball derby. So uh, should be good for sure. 
Trayton, uh, obviously, we're just going to switch gears a little bit here. Uh, uh, talk a little bit about the uh, the video that came out, uh, I guess it was a few weeks ago or, or maybe a week ago. Uh, of course, you're a student at York University uh, in the School of Business down there. Um, there was a great video that came out where, where the school actually put a spotlight on you, uh, put a spotlight on, on you as a, as a person, you as a, as a driver, and as well on your season uh, in the NASCAR Pinty Series. Now, we see schools you know across the board whether it be down in the u.s or in canada they spotlight their athletes right they spotlight their football players and they spotlight their volleyball players and and maybe they're you know uh, members of of club x that are that is part of, of of the school but you don't see motorsports a whole lot when you when you start talking about school promotion and 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 that sort of thing but talk about the response that you got number one from that video and and for anybody that's that's just tuning in um, uh, you can check him out on, on Trayton's Facebook page. I know you shared it on there, uh, but just look for the York University logo and, and you can watch that video. Um, but talk a little bit about the response that you got, number one, from your classmates, or your school, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, members uh, at the school. And then talk a little bit about the, the meaning of that for you because it, you gotta, it's got to be a pretty proud moment. I know you're on TSN and you're on Rev TV. Uh, but when your school kind of puts a spotlight on you, it's got to be pretty special. Yeah, it's it's really cool the support that I've received from uh, from the school since winning the championship. They were they were hands on right away after after finding out about it, and it's been really cool. A lot of my classmates have learned about it now, and and uh, you know the the faculty members. So the support that I've received, and you know, it's it's cool because a lot of it they're not really used to um, stock car racing. Uh, it's kind of it's something that's new to them, but. Uh, having that connection with me and just following along with what I've been doing is is kind of bringing new fans into the sport too, and and becoming more aware of of how cool stock car racing really is. So it's it's been great that York's been able to shed that spotlight on me, and and I've been communicating a lot with with everyone at York University um, in the marketing department and whatnot. So it's been it's been really cool for sure. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely I enjoy that uh, that we're we're bringing the awareness to, to motorsports to, to a different group of people and uh, hopefully getting more people involved in the future. Yeah, no pressure, driver, no pressure. Everybody's <laughs> tuning in, and that's cool. That's the way to have it. Uh, you do a great job, too, Trayton, with your social media. How can fans follow along with you? Where's the best spot to point them? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm pretty much on everything now. I'm on Instagram at Trayton Lapsvich and, and Trayton L on, on X, I guess it is now, but uh, and Facebook as well, so... Pretty much everywhere now. I was I was trying to get into the YouTube stuff a little bit, but uh, it's just it's a it's a big time commitment. So um, being on X and, and Instagram and Facebook, it, it gives me a, a good platform just to to share what I'm doing really quickly. And uh, yeah, like like you guys were saying earlier, we've been we've been trying to show updates about how the build is coming and whatnot, and, and keep everyone informed in that in that uh, in that mind of things. So uh, yeah, we're we're gonna keep that up and uh, show everyone the the process like. From uh, till we finish and we're headed to the track, so should be should be cool. I'll tell you what, you're doing us all proud. I can tell you that. Uh, that love following along and uh, staying up to date on everything that you're doing. So we've got the snowball derby in front of you. You're going to do some testing, hit the snowball derby. Hopefully, go out there and win that. When do you head to Charlotte to get the big trophy? Uh, so it's it's a really busy week. Um, not not this coming week, but the week after because. Uh, they got they're holding the NASCAR banquet in Nashville this year, 
Um, so we're going to be testing on Saturday in Pensacola. Um, and then we're driving to Nashville for the NASCAR banquet on Tuesday and then back to Pensacola for move in on Wednesday. So it's going to be a really busy week. Um, of course, everything has to kind of fall in the, in the exact same week, but, uh, it is what it is. It's uh, it's going to be really cool to have my whole family there, and we're going to be traveling back and forth together. But uh, I'm I'm sure it'll all it'll turn out all right. Foot to the floor, Trayton Lapsovich. Always, you gotta love it. You're going to come to PRI. We're going to see you down there. I'm going to be there this year. I'm uh, looking forward to it. Uh, it's going to be over the top. The last thing that this kid needs is more tricks up his sleeve. You just, <laughs> just don't go back to BRI. Don't go to PRI. You just come straight home and just, just stop thinking about racing. Yeah, go that's on the coach. From everybody from the Pinty Series. Just, you know, that's, that's from everybody in the Pinty Series. Just go home after the Derby. Put your feet up. Relax. You know, maybe do some schoolwork, but uh, don't go to PRI, please. <laughs> It's definitely something I like to. I've been to PRR <laughs> once, and it was a really cool experience. But uh, definitely like to go back. I don't know if I'll end up back this year, though. It's uh, it's just a it's a really busy time of the year, especially with. Uh, and then right when I get home from Pensacola, I'll have uh, final exams for the semester too. So it's a uh, it's a really busy time. But uh, you know, it's it's uh, I'm sure we'll be able to tackle it all right. Big marks, big wins, big everything. That's. Trayton Lapsovich's summer. Uh, final question for you, bud. Things are looking really good. At least we're hearing good rumblings for the NASCAR Pinty Series again in 2024. We're waiting, as everyone is, for the schedule to come out and the unveiling. And from what I can understand, they're telling me next week everything's going to drop. Everything's going to uh, hit, hit the media. Uh, and we're waiting for that. What's your plan for 2024 as a champion? What's your plan? Uh, right now, I, I don't really have any plans. Um, you know, we don't really know what's going to happen. Um, we're building this new car right now, and uh, I could see myself running it a couple times, if not next year. Um, but uh, nothing planned right now on the Pinty side of things or, or anything else. Right now, it's... Uh, kind of just a waiting game we're, we're trying to see if we can put something together somewhere but uh right now i don't have anything okay well we'll just leave it as stay tuned and when you do have something i can bet we're going to be all over you uh to get on here and let everybody know and you got a ton of support kiddo this is really going to be good i guess uh, just, uh, how do you eat an elephant you do it a small bite at a time and that's exactly what you're doing. It'd be kind of cool to see you cap it all off at Pensacola with a real good, <laughs> solid finish. Uh, I know you're going to represent us all well and shift over in that seat a bit because Canada's going to be in there with you, buddy. Awesome. Uh, we're, we're happy to have everyone involved and in, in the support that we received from, from everyone across Canada has been amazing. So really excited to get down there and then hopefully we can do Canada proud. You are going to, I can guarantee it. Trayton, thanks so much for the time tonight and, uh, Good luck, man. Get her all built. Say hi to Jeff and Caden and the whole family. And uh, you got to know we're going to be tuned right in, man. Good luck. Will do. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. You bet. Trayton Lapsovich, uh, they just don't make him quite better than this guy. Uh, he does a great job, represents everybody well, and uh, uh, he's going to do a good, solid job out there, Junior. The pitchers coming out from uh, the weekend prior and, and, and uh, leading up to uh, right now, uh, it's pretty cool. You know, you see Junior Hanley, uh, you know, hanging the body on the thing with the guys and uh, working on the thing. And, uh, you know, Caden Lapsovich uh, and, and Jeff and, and, you know, Keith Temple and the whole crew 
um, getting the thing ready to go. Um, but, you know, there, there ain't a whole lot of cars that are going to be rolling through the back gate at Pensacola with Junior Hanley's DNA on it. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, that's pretty neat. So it sure is. It's, uh, it's definitely going to be a, a big effort for them. And, and uh, you know, it, it, rolling in, even though they've got all that championships and all those championships and all, all that knowledge and, and you know, the, the best equipment, they're still a small team, right? Sure. You're, you're still sure. a small fish in a really deep pond because you're racing against guys like, uh, you know, Jet Motorsports, and you're racing against guys like uh, Anthony Campy and Nasty, yeah, yeah, exactly. And then and then all the other manufacturers too. Um, you know, Port City is going to be bringing a bunch of cars down, and um, you know, another uh, Canadian, Gary it's, Crooks. It's uh, <laughs> it's important to uh, uh, you know state that. You know, a, a top 15 is a huge win sure for is. a team like Trayton Lapsovich. They wouldn't be happy with a 15th. No. no. Um, you know, they want to go and win the race. But but it's important to state that, uh, you know, for for that team, uh, from from everybody looking, looking in, uh, a team like that rolling in with one car, really one set of data points, uh, I know they have Glenn in the prolate model as well, and right. and and they have friends, obviously, um, and and there's lots of connections down there with with Caden and all those guys. But but really, rolling in with one car in the trailer, um, and and you know one bullet in the chamber, um, it's uh, uh, it's a tall it's a tall order to to go down there and be a competitive car, let alone let alone a, a winning car. So. It's, uh, you know, I, I'm not undercutting what he can do because it would not surprise me at all if, if you know, on, on that Sunday he's holding the checkered flag. Right. Um, but I, I would equally be happy with seeing him be competitive in, in the top 12, top 15. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a, a very strong run. Uh, at a place like the Derby, so um, sure looking forward to seeing uh, what what all can come of it. And and uh, uh, man, this is the best year that Canada has ever had at the Derby by far, both in the Flake and in the Derby. Uh, man, we're bringing some iron. Yeah, and, we uh, are. The the Maple Leaf is going to be very well represented. And we got lots more to talk about here tonight. We'll get into the Snowflake as well, which are butchering just a bit. Uh, But we're going to hit this first break. And then when we come back, uh, we hope to have Mario Goslin with us. We'll talk Xfinity. Uh, Wouldn't doubt we'll talk Derby, too, because that guy, he can't stay away. Uh, I can guarantee you he's working on multiple fronts. And we're going to find out exactly what our guy Mario Goslin's all up to. We'll hit the break, and we will be back all live tonight on Race Time Radio. Stay with us. Race fans, this is Mark Williams from Racing Trader.ca, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today, race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. 
quick-wick fire starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick-wick fire starters, the world's best fire starter. Explore the musical world of an American rock and roll troubadour on his very own channel. Tom Petty Radio. All of Tom's music, influences, collaborations. This is Tom Petty here on The Very Treasure Show. Heartbreakers hosted shows. Check out my show, The Breakdown with Mike Campbell. And more. It's Tom Petty Radio. Channel 31. It's alright. And in the SXM app, included with all trials and popular plans. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. From the high banks of Daytona, we cover it all. Ooh, that's going to leave a mark. And now, back to the Joes. Hey, shake and bake, Cal! Woo! Shake and bake! And here on Race Time Radio. And we are back, all live tonight on Race Time Radio. What were you saying? Were you saying something to me? No. No? Okay. Okay. I just wondered. I thought I heard you say something and I missed it. But uh, welcome back, everybody. All live tonight on Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. Uh, if you haven't tuned into our channel on Sirius XM, you got to do it. I'll tell you what. Uh, Aaron Papernick and uh, uh, Cassandra and Joe and everybody at Sirius XM, Canada Talks, has uh, done a tremendous job with this channel. Uh, the programming is uh, is really probably the best you're going to find in Canada. I can guarantee that. Uh, check it out on Sirius XM Channel 167, as well on Rev TV every Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern is when you can find Race Time Radio on Rev TV, and we absolutely appreciate the opportunity and the performance MotorsportNetwork.com. And I wouldn't doubt I'll see Steel at PRI. Uh, looking forward to that because I haven't actually seen Bob since we were at Homestead Miami Speedway years ago uh, broadcasting from Ford Championship Weekend. Uh, we had a lot of fun, but that's where I met Steele and uh, looking forward. I wouldn't doubt he'll be there doing some broadcasting as they always do on the Performance Motorsport Network.com. Looking forward to it. It's going to be a lot of fun. I wish you were coming, Junior. Yeah, absolutely. I wish I was too. Yeah, well, yeah, it's going to be a good time. I don't even, uh, like, I've never been to PRI. No. And, uh, like, it's a Mondo show. You were down in the U.S. for, like, what, three, four years uh, with the cup stuff. Did you guys ever go to PRI? No, you haven't, but did the guys uh, at the team? Oh, yeah. Was that a major focus? Oh, yeah, we've got to get to PRI. Yeah, there wasn't a year where the where – the, engineer the car chief the crew chief and the general manager didn't go they're they're there so you get everything from short track uh all the way like cup everybody is at pri yeah definitely it's um you know it's the hub it's the the one place where 
everybody comes together for motorsports, right? It's, right. Uh, um, there used to be the Circle Track show back in the day, and and then uh, th- there's uh, the SEMA show. And then the circle track show I've been to at Daytona, exactly years. There's always been you know SEMA, um, and then there's always been like international car shows. Um, so like car shows and and you know they're all great for motorsports um, to a certain degree, but when you look at at what PRI is, it is strictly motorsports, mm-hmm. and it is strictly you know new products coming out. It's celebrating successes from the year prior. Yeah. Um, from the ownership side, from the builder side, from the uh, parts and implement side, uh, and and then in, into the driver's successes as well. Into you know uh, celebrating the CRA championship and uh, you know those types of things. Uh, I know there's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that gets saved up to get unveiled at at PRI. So um, basically, if it's a you know a new initiative a new part or a piece a new anything that's coming out in the sport is going to be unveiled there yeah. so it's uh it's definitely cool and and uh indianapolis uh you couldn't ask for a better city a more central city for it to take place so uh you're gonna have a blast and and uh you're definitely gonna uh, make some waves with the hoosier uh folks over there and and uh just walking around uh, you'll you'll definitely uh, meet lots of people oh you gotta join us when you're down there uh you never know we could even have a little bit of live broadcasting from the show and uh i'm totally looking forward to interviewing all of the Hoosier heroes, uh, the program that Hoosier did uh, throughout the course of last year or this year. And uh, I'm going to get an opportunity to interview each and every one of them, along with some other special guests that are going to roll through uh, the Hoosier Tire stage. Uh, and I do believe I'm going to be able to work with Jim Trado. I've known Jim for years. I met him at Daytona and uh, looking forward to seeing Jim Trado again. He's a good, great cat. And uh, always uh, enjoy his company and looking forward to potentially working with him down at uh, PRI. It's going to be pretty cool. Oh, I want to mention, too, um, and our thoughts and prayers go out to Ken Squire's family. Ken passed away. And uh, he was one of those guys. Ken Squire, I met, I'm going to say, 12 years ago or so at Daytona. Uh, Sue, my wife, uh, Joe's mom. Uh, Sue and I were at Daytona broadcasting that year. Uh, I want to say I met Daniel Norwood from Sirius NASCAR Radio. Um, and Daniel introduced me to a pile of people uh, in the media center. And it was pretty cool. I sat down, Sue and I did with uh, Ken Squire and got a chance to talk to him. And we sat there probably a good hour. And uh, of course, Ken Squire's connection to short track racing, not to mention all the stuff that he's done on television, uh, but his short track roots with Thunder Road uh, was uh, a lot of what we talked about. The Milk Bowl and uh, Dave Moody, I got a chance to meet Moody that weekend. And uh, just, oh, I think back to it. And each year we broadcasted live from Daytona, Ken Squire uh, would always say, hey, how you doing, Joe? We got together and... Um, he was just one of those guys, and the saying that he had, uh, that uh, it, the NASCAR guys before the Daytona 500 or pretty well anything that was running at Daytona, he would say, 
They're ordinary guys doing extraordinary things. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, more truer words have never been spoken than what Ken Squire uh, would tell us. And uh, what a tremendous broadcaster and a tremendous contributor to this sport. Just amazing. But uh, I can see we've got Mario Goslin up on the Zoom line. What do you say we pop him up here? What's going on there, Mario? How you doing? Hey, how's it going, guys? Doing fantastic. You know what? You're looking more and more like Jerome every day. I, when I first glanced <laughs> up, I went, hey, that's Jerome. What's going on? How are things going down there for you, bud? Oh, we're busy as ever, you know, trying to uh, get a head start on next year. Oh, Mario, you have been just uh, watching the forward progress that DGM has done over the years now. Uh, you guys have been doing just a phenomenal job. And you keep getting faster, uh, keep getting more competitive. Uh, your driver lineup is uh, solid. And I know now we've already got uh, one guy for sure that is going to be in the seat full time for 2024. That's got to feel good to have a lot of the plans going forward, you know, getting cemented right now. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, it, it helps, you know, the preparation, knowing what direction we're going. And, you know, we're, we're real excited with, with the direction that we are going and uh, I think Kyle's going to do a really good job. We, we did uh, six or seven races this year with him and we showed, I mean, he showed a lot of speed and uh, we just, you know, we keep building and the series keeps getting uh, stronger and stronger and we're working hard trying to keep up. Oh, the competition in the NASCAR Xfinity series is uh, like you say, every time you guys hit the racetrack, it seems like everything's more competitive. Where there used to be one guy or two guys that you would say, oh, okay, uh, you know, everybody else is going to be running for a different position. No one else is going to win but this guy or this guy. It isn't that way anymore. Uh, it's really becoming more competitive. Is that through changes that NASCAR has done with Xfinity? Or is that through, you know, yourself and your crew and the guys that you got working making those cars even faster. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just the, the sport is evolving and a lot of people have come in and, you know, I mean, I think the top 10 is still the top 10. I mean, every once in a while, some of us guys that are not cup affiliated or whatever, you know, we'll break into top 10, but most regularly, you know what your top 10 is, but the back end of the field has gotten so much stronger. Um, you know, I mean, you go, you go to the speedways, and just about everybody has a lease motor. You know where before you had fifteen cars that didn't have lease motors. So, just just a lot of competitive drivers, a lot of competitive team, and and you know with good financial backing, and it's uh it's definitely harder than ever right now. And when you take a look at Xfinity versus the Cup Series, uh, at least I would think, and I could be wrong on this, but from what I think. It looks like you still have a little bit more ingenuity uh, that a team can do within the guidelines of the rules in Xfinity versus what the guys are into with Cup. In Cup, I believe NASCAR's got the lockdown so good that uh, you got to fit this box or you don't get in. Uh, you, you can't compete, so to speak. With Xfinity, uh, the harder you work, really, the faster that car can go, Correct. For sure, for sure. I mean, I, you know, I don't know because I'm not in the Cup Series doing it, but it definitely seems like they're in a the box, and you get X amount of those guys that 
Like you, it seems like when one or two guys really hit it, they're a class of the field. Um, watch the Xfinity race at the finale at, at Phoenix. And, you know, you got guys three and four wide for the lead and, and three wide through the pack. And it, it seems like, you know, racing hard. So I'm really happy with where NASCAR's got us as far as Xfinity series brought everybody closer together. You know, a lot, a lot of good changes, uh, they've made. Unfortunately, for us, you know, it's costing more than ever. Um, part of that, a lot of a lot of that is because basically we're out of parts that trickle down from Cup. I mean, you know, you had you had Cup cars, Xfinity cars, and yeah, the bodies were different. We've been on our own body for a while now, and I, and I thought you know that was a good move, but a lot of the other parts, you know, brake calipers and and wheels and just I mean, it it goes to, you know the list goes on. Um, there is no more of that stuff trickling down so we're all having to buy brand new and that's escalated our cost you know quite a bit of course it's probably helped us maybe in some ways get more competitive um because of the fact even even tires you know i mean at the top the last 15 cars in the field you know we're buying two lap scuffs and and you know sometimes sticker tires that those guys didn't use or whatever and but now it's you know we're, we're buying brand new every week yeah, amazing, isn't it, Junior? When you look at the Xfinity Series, I never even thought of that particular part of it. But now with the Cup Series car being totally different than what Xfinity is, they got nothing. They got to either buy new or they don't. Well, that's kind of the, the I was I was putting my hand up because that's that's exactly where I wanted to go with it. Is it, NASCAR? It seems they've never had such a delta between the top three series, right? Like they've never they've never had the top three series be so different from each other, mm-hmm. um, which, which is really unique. Um, you know, it used to be the, the old cup cars, there was a ton of stuff that would trickle down. Sure. Um, and, and, and even the, the, the mentality and, and the way that they were put together and, and all of those things would carry over to fabricating those trucks, um, because their bodies are still, you know, fabricated. Um, it, so now there's three completely different styles of race car, really, and, and and I wanted to get your perspective on that, which you've already kind of alluded to, but but I wanted to get your perspective on on what that has done to the racing across the top three series because they race completely different. You know, the, when you watch a truck race, when you watch a, a an Xfinity race, and you watch a Cup race. There's no similarities no. with how they run. Uh, if it's a track where they get lots of you know draft and and they suck up, the trucks do it completely different than an Xfinity car. And and same deal going up to the Cup car. Um, if it's a track with that's a short track, they race completely different as well. And um, it, it seems like there's there's such a, a dynamic and such a difference between the top three that you're almost starting to create stars again in the different series and we talked about that with the truck series yeah uh you know you're starting to get those 10-year guys back and you're starting to get the 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 names that that are stuck in that series well creating a career with exactly right exactly but are are you are you for the way that that trend has gone mario Is, is it something that uh that you really like to see uh, or, or is it is it something that that you can see kind of growing and, and changing and morphing into the future? Well, I don't I don't know if I'm for it or against it. I mean, it's it is what it is anyway. But for sure, you know, every year we've had to readjust and and 
our budgets are constantly changing. You know, you usually you go into the next year kind of basing yourself on what you did the previous year. And we got to be really careful because the price just keeps escalating. And I know it's across the board. I mean, and it, I think about, I think about the guys running ARCA, you know, we, we didn't talk about that, but you know, back when I ran ARCA, you went and bought a cup car. A lot of times, you know, you bought a really, really nice car for, for not too much money. And then you, you know, you piece an engine together, or you lease an engine, whatever it was that you did. And you went and raced ARCA. Well, now, you know, those cars are totally different from anything else. So the cost for those guys has got to be, you know, crazy, but it's just, it's just across the board. I don't know if it makes the racing better, if it makes it worse, you know, but, um, it is what it is, and we're just trying to be there and be as competitive as we can. We're with Mario Goslin tonight, DGM in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Of course, Mario, fellow Canadian, originally out of Quebec, now down in Lakeland, Florida, right? Are you still in Lakeland, Mario? Lake Wales, just not too far from Lakeland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, and you've been down there a long time now. You are uh, yes, cemented down in the U.S., and you are definitely a fixture of this. And I might add, you were one hell of an ARCA driver. Uh, that's how I got to know Mario. And uh, some of the most exciting times I've had at Daytona International Speedway were because of this guy. Uh, always a favorite. And uh, Mario, the cup affiliation now, and I know you mentioned it a little bit there, with the cars being so much different, is there still a big advantage to a cup affiliation as an Xfinity uh, team owner or driver? Well, I think resources are resources, and you can't never have enough of them. But, you know, a lot of times we say cup affiliation, but so a lot of the engineering, um, whether it applies or it doesn't apply, there, you know, you, I, I'm, you know, look at RCR. You know, the, so the team is already there, already in place. They've already, you know, raced these kinds of cars. And, you know, so they're, they get a lot of data and things that, that we don't get. Yeah. So there is still a little bit that we'd be able to share back and forth, I guess. Uh, and uh, manufacturer wise, uh, is that where the connection would be? Chevrolets, Fords, whatever, uh, and the Cup Series have theirs. Uh, are that, is that the same engineer that would cross the bridge? I don't know if it's the. I imagine you know most of those most of the Xfinity teams have several engineers even on on one team. You know, um, definitely you know at least one per car. If they got multiple cars, they got multiple engineers. But um, definitely you know the manufacturer backing is is big, and you know nine times out of ten, the manufacturers are going to back those teams you know and drivers with sim time and and all those things that go with it so we're we're fortunate we're in a good place i mean we're not getting any engineering or manufacturing uh major help to say but um kyle does get a lot of sim time and um uh, and that helps you know even um you look at alex and he he goes on his iRacing racing rig and you know before we go to road courses he wears it out and we get to the track and we unload at a place like Charlotte and we're P1 on the board, you know, and went back to P2, back to P1. And so obviously whatever he's doing, whatever he's using, he's figured out how to use that to his advantage. And, um, you know, it, it works. I mean, we got to get creative when you're at our level. Oh, absolutely. And you guys have been with DGM. 
Uh, so uh, we got Kyle in, what, the 92 or the 91, I forget. Uh, Kyle in there. How are the other teams that you've got sort of laying out? Uh, how are they coming together? Well, Kyle's in the 91 full-time, and, and uh, Josh, you know, has left for college. Uh, so the 92 seat is available. Uh, we're working with several drivers, working on a lot of things. So I think it's going to be, I think we're going to be okay. It's going to be a good year. I mean, we're, you know, obviously um, looking forward to having Ross back in there uh, for a number of races. He can only run five races this year because it's been three years full-time in cup. So he only gets to run, you know, five Xfinity races, but we've got some other drivers. We're, you know, pretty close to, making deals with we got some sponsorship proposals out there we'd love to have alex back for you know um hell as many races as we can have him back for you know but unfortunately the funding has to be there and you know a lot of good things are happening behind the scenes a lot of people are working hard but all i can say right now yeah uh, well i can't wait for all the updates and i know we'll have them right here on race time radio as they come available uh too cool Snowball Derby, I know you're a guy that uh, is working real hard with Xfinity stuff, but you're no stranger to the short track scene. And uh, I know you love that Snowball Derby. You got anybody going? Uh, do you got any sort of plan there? Or what's what's the deal? Uh, I don't. Um, I went and helped my brother-in-law, George, last year uh, for the Derby. And this year we chose to uh, stay here. We've, we've had, you know... A lot of we'll call it misfortune or whatever we tore up quite a few cars there at the end of the year and uh Whoop, we lost mario just totally disappeared we'll try and establish connection again i don't know quite what happened there uh but uh it's so great catching up with mario isn't it, it tell is. you what we're gonna hit our break and when we come back hopefully mario's back here with us i don't know what happened but we'll find out stay with us Kenny Schrader, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. From coast to coast, 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 to coast you're listening to Canada Talks. to Canada Talks. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. The SXM app is your one-stop destination for everything you love. Uh, Things keep getting bigger and bigger for these two. Everything you missed. You two were so funny together on the Oscars the other night. And exclusive podcasts, video, and on-demand access to your favorite stations. Hear your favorite team from the car, from your home, or on the go. Put it between his legs! All with the SXM app. A free download now from the Google Play or Apple App Store today. Hey everyone, this is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM. Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the Sirius XM app, Pandora, and wherever you get your podcasts. 
And we are back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio. Uh, don't know quite what happened there, but we do have Mario Goslin back yeah, up on the I'm Zoom back. line. What, what happened yeah, there, Mario? Yeah. Was that you or me? I think it was on my end. I apologize for that. But uh, what I was saying, you know, Vegas, we, we bent two cars up. And then uh, Martinsville, we bent one up pretty good. And we're trying to build three brand new cars. A lot of things that you learn through the course of the year, but it's hard once you're going. And, you know, you basically got you get back home on Sunday. And a lot of times trailers got to be loaded Tuesday night, Wednesday night, depending on where we're going. It's hard sometimes to implicate uh, some of those things you learn across the board to everything. So we're we're going back through all our cars. We've had a lot of cars that needed to be recertified. So we got a lot of work ahead of us. So, you know, we uh, we left Phoenix. You know, the boys said, well, we're going to take it easy for a couple of weeks. And I said, no, I said, we're going to work harder than we have all year for the next six weeks. And then hopefully we're at a place where we can take it easy. Oh, man, it just never stops with you guys. Uh, and that's how you make forward progress with Mario Goslin tonight, uh, uh, of course, NASCAR Xfinity Series and DGM. Lighting the lamp down there. Mario, I was so excited uh, not too long ago before the schedules were announced. There was talk of Xfinity coming back up here to Canada. We didn't know maybe Montreal, maybe CTMP. Uh, we had all kinds of rumors out there floating around. But I'll tell you, I was so excited thinking, hey, wouldn't that be cool if we get Mario home? and with his teams, uh, but it didn't materialize. Are you? Were you hearing the same sort of rumblings? And what do you think for the future? Do you think it can happen? I thought I thought we were going to Montreal for sure, um, is what I hadn't heard. So I'm not sure what happened. Apparently they couldn't get it quick enough for the time to release the schedule. I'm, I'm not sure what happened, but I was hearing that we were going to Canada. Um and I heard that it was Montreal, so I'm not sure what happened, but I was I was pretty excited as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can well imagine that would have been a homecoming for sure. Uh, it's going to happen. Uh, I think back to the Montreal Xfinity or Nationwide races back then with Ron Fellows and Andrew Ranger and uh, just so many good guys jumping in, and uh, it was some exciting, I'll tell you. And what a beautiful setting for an Xfinity race. I can see you guys at CTMP, too. I know that's a track that you know. And uh, wouldn't it be kind of cool to be back to CTMP only with Xfinity? Wouldn't that be cool? Absolutely. I I would think that makes the most sense out of all the tracks. But for some reason, um, the rumors I was hearing was Montreal. Never really heard CTMP uh, mentioned in the rumors. You know, the people that I've talked to, um, it seems like Montreal is where we were going. Well, and that would have been fantastic, too. Uh, either or, and uh, hopefully one day both. Wouldn't that be cool, Junior? Jucasa. Jucasa. Oh, I wouldn't that be? the Xfinity Series <laughs> on a place like Jucasa. It would be yeah. so dope. Um, but, uh, man, we can we can all dream, can't we? Um, Mario, uh, looking down through the list, uh, you know, it's you, you've been doing this a while now. Uh, when you look down through the list on on Wikipedia and, and you know, you, you look at all the drivers that have got a chance to sit in your seat um, or sit in one of your seats, um, it, it's definitely an incredible list. Um, one thing that jumps off the page is the amount of Canadians that you've had, you know, drive your race cars down there. Uh, you know, you, you look at Alex Labay and Alex Gannett and, you know, you got Donald Teague in there for a handful of races, Martin Waugh, 
um, you know, the, the list goes on. Um, and uh, you, you've had a bunch of Canadians uh, get, get a chance to hold the steering wheel. Um, and, and obviously, you know, it, it comes down to funding and, and putting those deals together. Um, but when you look at, at where the Ontario contingent is at right now, um, it seems like there's a lot of excitement. There's a, there's, there's some really young talent coming up through, um, and, and there's, there's a lot of, uh, motivated individuals, if you will, um, for moving forward in the sport, whether it be jumping in from, from APC into Pinties or, or jumping in from, uh, you know, lower levels out West into the bigger races or even on the East coast, you know, you've got the guys like, like Cole Butcher and, and a bunch of those guys. Do you get much tire kicking? Uh, from from uh, you know people looking at getting into the seat from uh, the Ontario side. Obviously, you've got a great Quebec connection, um, but do you, do you feel much in the way of of interest from uh, the? I guess you can call it the English side of of Canadian motorsports. I've had um, last year not very many. A couple years ago, I did I did uh, get some calls and and tried to put some deals together, but. You know, I mean, for sure, there's some really good talent. You know, I mean, you, you know, Kostekli, I mean, those, I know those guys are going down around the snowflake, and he was successful last year and been real, you know, had a good, successful uh, season. You know, uh, Triton, you know, very, very talented, obviously. I mean, so definitely, definitely uh, a bright future for the young Ontario racers, for sure. And this guy doesn't just uh, concern himself with NASCAR Xfinity. Uh, Mario Goslin has got his fingers in all kinds and helping our NASCAR Pinties teams as well up here in Canada. Uh, he's got uh, he's just a, a wealth of information and always the guy to turn to. If you're looking at furthering your career, Mario Goslin be a good guy to call. Uh, Mario, final question for you because we've got to throw it back to SiriusXM and get everybody up to date for 90 seconds. I know there was, what, two years ago, it looked like we were going to get you back into a car at Daytona, uh, and it, it fell apart. It rained, and you didn't get in the car. All right, is it going to happen? Are you going to get back in for a race? I don't know. Really haven't um, haven't really had any opportunities since then that, that would be that I was happy with, you know, and just man, so busy on the on the other side of this and keeping everything going, and um, you know, being as competitive as we can. I mean, obviously now uh, my goal is to win, you know, one or several of these things as a team owner. I feel like fifty two years old, and the age is probably not as bad as the fact that I've been out of the car for you know so many years now, and just I feel like. Aside from a super speedway race, it would take X amount of races just to get back where I need to be. Maybe not. I, you know, last year I went and used Smyrna and got in the super late mile for a practice, and it took me about three laps to get back to it <laughs> um, to run in competitive lap time. So maybe it's like riding a bike. I don't know. Um, <laughs> just feel like the resources and the time and with not, no testing available to be able to go beforehand and everything that comes with it. It would it would take a few races, and I don't know that we have a few races. So I'm gonna focus. Uh, I'm not saying it's out of the question. If the opportunity comes, I'd love to. I'd love to get back in there and see where I'm at. I probably need to get my late model a little bit and, and really evaluate, you know, where I'm at on that side of it. But for now, we're gonna focus on uh, 
trying to win us some Xfinity races. Well, and you keep doing that. You do a dynamite job. I know we'll get back in touch with you as we get closer to Daytona, and we'll get some more updates. We've got to get your drivers on here as well. Mario, thanks so much for the time tonight, as always, on Race Time. And uh, you have a good one, man. Have a good holiday. Thanksgiving's coming up for you guys. Fill up. Yes, sir. We're gonna we're definitely going to take a few days off for Thanksgiving. It's a very big holiday here, um, especially with my family and my wife and, and her family, and um, celebrate you know Thanksgiving uh, really really good. So we're going to take a few days off for that, and we'll be right back at it, getting ready, and go as hard as we can until Christmas. We've got a win coming. I can feel it. That's Mario Goslin, DGM. Follow him along. Uh, they do a great job on all the social media stuff. And uh, watch for Mario Goslin, Kyle Weatherman. Uh, he's got a great lineup of drivers. And uh, he, they're not all out of the gate yet, but they're coming. We'll hit this uh, quick news update with Sirius XM. And we will be back with you all live tonight on Race Time Radio. Stay with us. <sighs> You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM, Channel 167. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com. When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think Sirius XM NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows. We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The unprecedented access. Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90. Chastain did a video game move. Also streaming on the SXM app. I think they're happy down here. We're back with our number two of Race Time Radio. With the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167. Where Canada talks. And just like that, our number two begins all live tonight on Race Time Radio. Thanks so much, everybody, for tuning in. All live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks. I'm Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm Jr., right here in the Race Time Radio studio. And coming up here in hour number two, we're going to talk more Five Flag Speedway, this time with the Alan Turner 100 and a guy that has been there, had some dynamite results down in Florida. And uh, hey, he's a winner up here in Canada this year. He lit the lamp in his number 54 Superior Machine. And it is uh, uh, Jared Butcher. Uh, did a fantastic job all season long. And uh, he has worked his way down into North Carolina. And he is going to join us here in mere moments on the Zoom line. And we'll talk about that uh, Alan Turner 100. He is going to be one, Junior, um, uh, of what? Four Canadians we've got in the Alan Turner. we got uh, uh, Kyle Steckley going to be in there. we got the zero car. Of Glenn Steyer's going to jump in. We uh, got four that are trying to get in. Well, that's yeah, the, yeah, that's the important there part. There you go. <laughs> uh, we got uh, yeah. uh, Nicholas Noggle. He's going to be in a Jet Motorsports car. Yep. Um, and who else? Is my friend. Oh, Jarrett. Glenn. Jarrett. Yep. Glenn. Yeah. Oh, yep. it's going to be good. And that's the guys we know of. 
I don't know whether Artuso will pop in. Yeah, uh, uh, he's been a frequent guy down that way. Yeah, for sure. But if you're not on the entry list by now, you're you're probably not getting That's in. That's true. It's uh, you're 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 filed and ready to go by now. It's uh, that list is pretty pretty stable. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it it's, would. Be. Uh, it's pretty it's pretty on point. And also, uh, you know, there might actually be a few dropouts. You know, from that list. Um, that's that would be more probable than seeing somebody late ad, you know, by, well, at this point. When I think back to uh, the years, of it, not too many years in a row here, uh, Jared Butcher's always been at that race and uh, very, very, very competitive in that 54 car. Uh, I, I want to say it was two or three years ago. I thought, man, Jared's going to win this race. He was in the catbird seat. Oh, you're damn right. He yep. was right there. Yep. Yeah, and definitely. It's Donnie Wilson equipment too, I believe. Yep, but uh, I, I can see Jared just a just a faint outline of him. Not near enough light wherever you are, Jared. We need to turn on some lights so we're going to be able to see you. And uh, we're going to bring him up on the Zoom line here in just a couple of moments, and we'll get uh, Jared on this program. I heard, and I don't know where I heard it. I don't know whether it was on Tim Terry's uh, site or whether it was uh, mentioned through Riverside. The Motorsports Hall of Fame out in the Maritimes. I believe I seen Ann and Darren Butcher on that list uh, that Absolutely. could be inducted into the uh, Maritime Motorsports Hall of Fame. Deserved. Oh, I would say. Yeah. Talk about uh, two people that have contributed a ton to not only racing in the Maritimes, uh, but look what they're doing yeah. all the way across the country, really, yeah. uh, and uh, doing such a such a job. Uh, with both Cole and Jared, uh, so amazing. You know, there's only so much parents can do, but I'll tell you, Darren and Ann have really, really gone as far as they possibly can with these boys. And uh, the good part is they're getting the results back, and that's what they wanted, uh, and I know that's what the guys wanted. Well, I can see Jared. Oh, i seen him for a second. Jarrett, oh, there you go. I'm starting to see some lights pop on now. <laughs> there we go. I, we can see you. Oh, look at that. He's <laughs> Okay, I think we can see you now. We'll bring you up. What's going on there, Jarrett? You made it to North Carolina, Hello, did you? Hello. Hello there. You made it to North Carolina, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. We just uh, got the in at 2 o'clock, and uh, we're still at supper right now, actually. Oh, nice, nice. So the plans, how is everything coming together for the snowflake? You got the 54 car already. All you got to do is get in there and get some test time or what? Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty much ready. You know, we probably got about half day, half day's work left due to it tomorrow. And, uh, you know, my brother and uh, Tyler Tanner, a uh, good friend of ours, he uh, they had it all ready uh, when I got here and finished setting it up today. Awesome stuff. So you will get in and get a little bit of test time in just to uh, get reacclimated to five flags. You know that speedway, Jared. You've been flying around there uh, quite a bit. I wonder, does the track change much being as it's in Florida? It wouldn't go through big swings, or does it? Uh, I mean, it might go through some swings when you're there. I mean, you know, it, it, every year, I mean, it might change a little bit, but for the most part, um, you know, I only go there once a year, so you know you kind of forget about it. Yeah, the nuances of the track are there. Uh, you know where they are, and uh, yeah, I, I guess Jared, you'd work those to your advantage. I've watched you race long enough that uh, you're a pretty crafty guy. You know the nuances of a speedway, and you take advantage of them. 
Yeah, no, um, you know, I, uh, I guess I learned a lot this year, so, you know, it should help me a lot after the Corolla, and, uh, you know, we'll, uh, the first couple runs on track will probably, you know, be a little bit to learn just because, you know, it's, it's once a year I go there, so, um, but, you know, we'll probably have a pretty good piece, I think. Cole, we had your brother on uh, leading up to uh, Nashville, and, and we were talking to Cole, and, and uh, you touched on it just now. Uh, you learned a lot this year. Um, uh, he he said that uh, you don't hear brothers say this very often, but he said he was really proud uh, of, of the effort that you put in uh, this year and, and you setting up the, your own cars and, and you putting the work in and the effort in. Uh, uh, and, and it, you know, coming from him, it's got to it's gotta mean something, right? And uh, But talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the differences from the years past to, to now uh, and the, the stuff that you know now uh, heading into the Derby. Um, uh, does it change your outlook a little bit heading into it? Yeah, definitely for sure. Um, you know, I would say honestly, Cole moving away was probably the best thing. Um, you know, maturity wise, one hundred percent. And you know, I uh, I had a lot more from the stable to pick from this year too, which was cool. <laughs> but um, you know, from years past, I would say, you know, be honest a little bit. I was probably a little bit lazy or relying on Cole more than I should have, and uh, you know, that kind of that showed results. I mean, you know, I had okay years leading up to this year, you know, got a couple of top threes a year, you know, had a chance to win the odd race, you know, every year, but nothing consistently. So, you know, I had to step my game up this year and, uh, you know, it showed and, um, you know, I see how much work Cole always put in. So, you know, uh, work shows results and we had that this year. Oh, big time, big time with the wins. What did you end up with? Four wins, wasn't it? Three or four? Uh, three wins, you know, Probably should have been four, but um, circumstances from uh, other events happens to uh, you know not let us get that fourth win. Uh, you'll get it. You'll get it. The, the, you answered the question after uh, when's that first win going to come, Jarrett? When's that first win? I know we asked you a million times, and so did everybody else. Well, you answered that one. Not only the first win, the second win, the third win, they're all there. And uh, it's it really, you could see... Not a huge drastic difference, Jared, because you've always been good and you've been right there. It was just a question of one spot or two. You got them and uh, you're a successful winner now. And uh, that, that's no easy task in the series that you guys operate in. Now, heading for the Five Flags Speedway, you're going to be in Donnie Wilson 54 machine. Uh, how much difference is there between the equipment you ran up here in Canada versus the stuff that you're going to get into when you're down in Florida. So, uh, actually, this year we uh, we're taking our own uh, car down to Pensacola. It's the car that I ran in Anganish. Um, so it's our car. We're associated with uh, Wilson Motorsports, but um, you know it's all our own gear. Our uh, our guys are crewing it, plus uh, Tyler. Uh, he's crew chief in it, so um, you know for the most part it's our own deal, kinda. Um, so you know it's all the same gear, which would be good. Oh, that's awesome! I did not know that, and I would imagine there's a pile of people that listen to Race Time or watch Race Time that would have just learned the same thing. I was uh, not only surprised that's a, that's a big undertaking to get your equipment all the way from where you are in Nova Scotia to get it all down there and get everything prepped. I guess that's where the notes all come in, right? 
Yeah, and um, you know, Tars been down here for a couple months now. Uh, Mom and Dad were back again uh, in October. Uh, you know, my brother's been putting a lot of hours in on it, um, getting body and uh, motor and everything done on it. So, uh, you know, he uh, gonna thank him for a lot of the work he put into it. Well, that's good. That's good. You guys working together. Uh, it's going to be awesome to see. I, I did talk about this just a couple of minutes ago, but I seen that uh, your dad and your mom are both going to be inducted into the uh, uh, Motorsports Hall of Fame out in the Maritimes. Uh, did I read that right? Is that the, the case? And isn't that cool? Yeah, no. It's, uh, so we were at, I was at the Hall of Fame uh, inducted. Ducky last night. Um, they got inducted along with uh, nine other uh, people that got inducted into the Hall of Fame, which was uh, really cool. You know, you heard someone, other people's stories, um, you know, what other people have done in the Maritimes, which is, uh, you know, in outside the Maritimes, you know, what they've done, which is really cool. And uh, Mom and Dad have done a lot of work, uh, a lot of work for racing community in the Maritimes, and a lot of, uh, they put a lot of work uh, with me and my brother and a lot of, uh, you know, if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be here, and my brother wouldn't be in North Carolina either. And uh, you know, following our passion. Oh, amazing support, support plus. And uh, I'll tell you what, make a wish definitely uh, owes uh, both Darren and Ann uh, a, a, a note of gratitude that I know they will, uh, and they always do. Uh, just uh, they, they've made a, a lot of dreams and wishes come true uh, through all the hard work and much deserved. Uh, so you head for Florida. You're in New, uh, New Smyrna. You're in North Carolina right now. When do you head for Five Flags, and what's the plan? Uh, so we're heading for Five Flags. So we got a test on Monday. So we'll probably head down. Uh, we'll head down like Thursday, and um, spend a couple of days there, just relaxing and stuff, and then we'll uh, test on Monday. With Jared Butcher, brother. with Jared Butcher, driver of the 54, he's going to run in the Alan Turner uh, Snowflake 100. Uh, it's going to be incredible at Five Flakes Speedway, Jr. Uh, this guy, I believe we got a real good shot with him and the other Canadians that we got going into the field to go up against the best. Uh, I, I like our chances this year on multiple fronts. Yeah, definitely, for sure. Um, one thing for sure uh, every year, your car obviously you, you, you've got you've got a a enough red on there to know you're a butcher, uh, but it usually looks different uh, or, or a little bit different uh, from from your brother's ride. Um, what's the uh, what's the paint scheme? If it's your car, it's got to be all red, right? That's the way she's got to work. No, no, he's got black on his. He's got uh, here that he raced all year was all red. Yeah. Okay. Is it? Do you, you got black? It. Do you got black on it, or or what do you got? What's the paint scheme gonna look like? No, she's all red. She's butcher colors. Nice. Um, you know, it's all red. Uh, just swatches on it, keep it simple, but uh, you know, it really stands out. Yeah, hundred percent. It stands out like a red sore thumb. It looks like somebody <laughs> smashed my thumb with a hammer. That's no. the color. That's the, she's bright red, boys and girls. That's the Atlantic tilt load hey, color. One hundred percent. Now, the other question that I have for you: You guys have always had um, a, a, a relationship with distance chassis uh, out there uh, in the Maritimes, but then your your brother and yourself, you know, with with. Uh, Donnie Wilson, uh, those are all Hamkey cars. Are are you are you running a, a Hamkey car or are you running a, a distance car down at the Derby? 
No, so uh, we run, we're, this weekend we're running a Hampty car. Um, for, I'd say, about 95% of our races at home um, in Oxford, uh, we run a distance car. Gotcha. Uh, that was that's always our main car that we've run. Uh, we have you know three or four of them over, like sitting in our shop this year, and uh, you know Jeff's always supported us really well. So um, you know that's the main chassis we've been staying with. Wow, this is going to be off the hook. I can't wait for the race, and I know everybody's with us on that one. How are the plans looking for 2024 for you, uh, Jared? What do you got? Uh, what are you thinking? Are you going to do a little bit more down south? Are you going to come up here and? Uh, get after the championship and the pro stock tour. What are you thinking? Um, you know, I think we're going to leave our uh, car and holiday down here after the Derby. So hopefully I can get a couple races uh, in before the season. I'll maybe back in Wilkesboro again and uh, maybe uh, some other races down south. I um, imagine Cole will do victory uh, next year. I mean, you know, he's two time winner there, three time winner there this year. So I imagine he'll do that. But, um, I like to do Oxford once or twice and, uh, you know, look at running for a championship next year, maybe. Now, New Smyrna Speed Weeks would be awesome to see you guys pop into Speed Weeks. Just, uh, just from a selfish standpoint, that would be awesome. Yeah, I, thought, I don't know if that will happen this year. No, I see the ASA is uh, starting there next year. So, um, you know, if Cole runs the first ASA race, you know, I'd say we'll probably look at taking our pro car down there and I'll uh, run a couple of pro races. Oh, man. Awesome stuff. I know we look forward to uh, whenever you guys jump into your car. But, Jarrett, you've been uh, treating us real good and representing us real well. Uh, we got to thank you for your time tonight on Race Time. And uh, go get them, man. We're going to be tuned in, watching. And I wouldn't doubt I'll be leaning on you next weekend to recap how everything goes at uh, Five Flags Speedway. And keep that guy awake beside you. Uh, I'll try <laughs> thanks so much for the oh hit those sponsors who you got on the car who can we look forward to on the 54 uh Atlantic tilt load nova uh sorry nova truck center uh spirit foundations 90 creative uh construction uh, uh murray murray davis construction route seven construction uh fisheries uh, fossil power systems kind of caught me off guard with that. Hey, you did good for not having a car in front of you to read it off. Oh, you did real good. <laughs> good job, Jarrett. Hey, thanks so much for the time. Go get them. Have a good test session, and we'll be following along on the social media. Uh, say hi to uh, Cole and the whole family, and have a great time, buddy. Thank you. You bet. Jared Butcher, but uh, he's going to be down there. Tell you what, you want to talk about a competitive guy? Uh, there's one right there, Junior. He's going to uh, he's gonna be a tough guy to top. Yeah, I mean, he's got, uh, you know, he's, he's got a lot of momentum on his side, right? And, uh, you know, he's when talking to Cole, um, like I said in the interview there, you know, he, when you have to step up and start doing your own work and and start, you know, trying your own stuff and and you know failing and and winning on your own ideas yeah, um, yeah that's yeah. when that's when things start to click and you know you look at a lot of race teams like that there's there's a ton of race teams that that 
you know, don't necessarily do their own stuff, right? And they might rent from a team or they might rent from a, a company or um, they might not be the top dollar team, but they also don't try their own stuff and they don't they don't build their own notebooks and right. um, things like that. I'm not saying that, that Jarrett and Cole are like that at all because they're not. It, it, but when he was relying on Cole to do a lot of the setup stuff, he wasn't trying stuff himself. You right, know? right. And, and, you know, you kind of get numb to what it is that you're feeling. And when you make the changes based on your own ideas – it, it changes dramatically on, on how the car, you know, reacts. And, and that's and the su- success of Cole. Exactly. Uh, you know, 100%. when you look at Cole Butcher, he was that guy. Yep. Now Jared's going to do it. I'm so excited that he's got his own equipment yep. that he's going to participate in. He's not going to have to get used to driving something different than he was used to all summer long, right? Exactly, for sure. And, and you know, when you look at, uh, you know, the the opportunity that's, that's in front of him, it's, uh, um, you know, Cole, Cole obviously was the top dog in that stable, right? Because he'd been yeah. doing it for longer. Yep. Um, and, and he even alluded to it as well. You know, there was there was more parts and pieces available to him at, at his fingertips um, because Cole wasn't there. Right. Number mm-hmm. one. Um, and and, uh, you know, that always helps as well. Right. Yep. Um, because if there's one right front shock and it's got the valving that you want. Um, the other guy probably wants it too, right? Yeah. So, um, it, uh, it definitely helps out. And, and, you know, I think that Jared is, is rolling into this derby in better shape than he has, um, with all the other ones. Um, and, uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, just the, the overall grand scheme of things, I think both butcher boys have got to be listed as favorites to win the derby and the flake. So, um, they, they've got to be in that, that conversation. If you're talking favorites, you've got to list both those guys um, in, in that, that conversation for both those series. I would agree wholeheartedly. We're going to hit a quick break here on Race Time Radio. We've got lots to talk about on the other side. Stay with us all live tonight on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 167, Canada Talks. I know it goes asphalt racing on dirt or planting potatoes, <laughs> but I ain't saying that. <laughs> you already did. You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM Channel 167. Nothing connects like country music. Country music. Dig in to Sirius XM's Country Universe. The next generation on the highway, Channel 56. I need something you This millennium's hits on Y2 Country Channel 61. Or 80s and 90s Prime Country on Channel 58. Tap into these and more in the country category on the SXM app. Included with all trials and popular plans. What is Sirius XM NASCAR Radio? Tyler Reddy will go to Victory Lane at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. You just won at Indy. Down here in Victory Lane, let me ask the fans. It's all. Joe Oligano will set his sights on the championship. Two times, baby. Things. He shot him up the right track. Back up on the throttle as he heads to victory. (laughs) NASCAR. Oh, he loses it. He crashes. Sirius XM NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Also streaming on the SXM app. Oh, hell yeah. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, 
and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. AP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Drivers, start your engines! Welcome back to the track. Live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM 167. And just like that, we are back with you all live tonight on Rev TV. Well, not live on Rev TV. We are on Rev TV Tuesday from 4 to 6 p.m. Eastern. And welcome aboard if you're, uh, uh, I, I bet you are now a Rev TV subscriber after that month of a free look in. What a dynamite channel we got here on Rev TV. Uh, so excited to be part of the family right here. Uh, Junior, it is. Uh, Snowball Derby, we got Banquet coming up for the NASCAR Pindy Series. And I want to touch on the Pindy Series here for a moment. There is a ton of chatter out there and uh, a lot of stuff that I've been hearing. We got some big changes coming up for that series uh, from a racetrack perspective, from, uh, uh, from a lot of different perspectives here. It's going to be very interesting next week when that schedule drops out. And we get to find out at least the uh, the basis of everything. Yeah, hundred percent. It's uh, um, the, it's by the sounds of it, there's going to be a couple of uh, of new tracks that haven't been on the schedule um, this year or in the past. Um, there's going to be you know a deduction of a of a track or two um, of a race or two um, that will go to other places. Um, by the sounds of it, um, the title sponsorship. Uh, is is changing the name of the series is going to change by the sounds of it potentially no but it's I, I mean if you read it across the board there's yeah. there's a lot of chatter about it I don't know what it's going to be or or what or how, how it's, it's gonna going share to share yeah worded um, and uh, as well there's uh, some new rules that uh, um, have have kind of caught some guys off guard. So um, positive, positive from a rules perspective, but I know it doesn't lateral. mean anything for fans. Lateral rules never come into effect for fans, but the product on the racetrack are a byproduct of those rules. By the sounds of it, it's going to be a lateral change, um, not a forward, not a backwards. Yeah. Um, it's not going to cost change. savings. No, no. Well, any time, <laughs> any time you talk about a rules change, right? There's no such thing as a cost savings to a rule change. That's every true. rule change that has ever been made in the history of motorsports has cost everybody in that division money. Well, when you say you know this this change here, well, the cost on that's going to be a thousand dollars. It isn't a thousand dollars. It's a thousand times however many cars run that series. Exactly, and yeah. that's a big number. Yeah, if promoters wanted to save the guys money, they would not make rules changes. Yeah. that's the name of the game. And and if the racers would wanted to, you know, uh, run for cheap, then they would stop creating expensive things. That's where a lot of rule changes that I found in this sport on the short track side of things. That's where a lot of rules actually get instituted is by the race teams. Um, They don't make the change, but they create an environment 
where it either forces the series or the racetrack into making a change that they may not necessarily want to make, but it's into a situation where, hey, if we don't do it, uh, we're going to be in uh, a less car count position. Exactly. Is the way it gets the window dressed each time. I think back to when I had the All-Star Series. We had stock front Camaro clips on all the cars. And uh, back then, of course, the Camaro clips were getting fewer and fewer. And uh, we were painted right into a box. And we needed to go to a tubular front clip. And I kept pushing back saying, no, 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 we can't do that because there's going to be an advantage to having a tube clip. Well, there's going to be a huge disadvantage if you don't allow it because you're not going to have as many cars because we can't get Camaro front clips. So when we went through that whole change, I remember real well, uh, 69 Auto, uh, we go down there and Jimmy Ward at that time was making a lot of cars. He had sponsored the series, uh, a strong supporter of everything. Uh, Jimmy Ward was quite a man. Anyway, uh, Jimmy had produced a two-by-four tube clip. And he had me reach to his shop, and he said, Now listen, Joe, this tube clip is no better than what that Camaro clip is. I said, You're lying. (laughs) You're a builder. You want that. No, no, no. Listen to me. It isn't going to be an advantage. I said, Okay, I'll I'll bet you right now, uh, if we weigh that clip, Versus that Camaro clip sitting over there, that two clip's going to be uh, significantly lighter. And he goes, deal, let's do it right now. And he set it up, and we weighed both. And actually, the two clip was heavier. Yeah. And I said to him, well, and he said, Joe, the pickup points on this are identical to a Camaro. you got to make sure that the lower pickup points are all matching up so that there is no advantage. And Long story short, we ended up adopting that 2x4 clip. Soon as we allowed a 2x4, we didn't say 2x4, I don't think, in the rules, we said tubular. And uh, lo and behold, first clip out was no longer 2x4, it was 2x3. Yeah. And there, now we had to do a weight adjustment. Where are we going to put the weight uh, to try and match it up? It all worked out, and it was the way of the future. And I was always one of those guys that really pushed back on any of those rule changes. But if you don't make the rule changes, it's not too long and you fall off the map. So, yeah, you look at, uh, you know, where super stocks are today and and it's kind of in that ballpark of where pro late model racing was yeah, um, yeah, yeah. back when the All-Star Series was racing. You know, you're, you've got some cars that are Leaf Spring, which the All-Star Series, the late model class never had. Um, you know, they were an underslung car with a... Unless you with, were Ron Lipsky. <laughs> yeah, but but when you look at uh, at what they're doing to a front clip, like, you look at, and sure, it looks like it from the top. Right, But right. you look at the fabrication that they have to do to make it work, and, and it is no longer a, a stock Camaro clip. You know, the thing is augered out and cut out and <laughs> notched out and... And bent here strategically, and you know, like it's it, it, it is incredible to see what they have to do to make the things turn. Now, I've seen Camaro clips though, after we did that real change, yeah, there were Camaro clips that did come out after that, yeah, and uh, well, they're, they're already welded to the car, they're already fabricated and on there. But what you would hear through the back channels, 
uh, that stock Camaro clip is yeah. going to bend like tinfoil. They've got it all hollowed out so much yeah. to get the advantage. And it was interesting to find out what was going to be in victory lane. Is it going to be a stock Camaro clip or is it going to be one of those fabricated clips? Well, we had 50-50. You're starting to see that same thing kind of transpire in pro late model and super late model racing even. Um, you know, it's it's funny because everything goes full circle, right? It's Back in the day, you used to have you know, 800 to 1,000 pound springs up front and uh, you used to have a tiny little sway bar and and then it went to a soft spring and a big bar and then it went to a coil over, so real soft spring and a really big bar and then and then you went to bump stops and now you're now you're into timing, not so much sizing. Um, then, you know, fast forward to now, um, you know, you, they were allowed bump rubbers, right? And then they were like, well, you can control it better with a spring. So right. then they went to a coilover with a with a bump spring in there. Right. And then there was guys that were like, well, it's too hard to change. And it's, you know, it takes too long to run it through the gale force or, you know, to, to change up your bump package. Right. So let's go with external bumps. And, you know, so now you're back into basically riding on a thousand pound spring because the thing never leaves the you know the the compressed spring. Yeah, it goes right down flat. You know, that's and, where it and is. now you're riding on a thousand pound bump spring, yeah. just with way less travel. So it's the exact same <laughs> mentality um, as as you know, 15 years ago. Um, but you're changing the speed in which the the sway bar gets into that, um, or or the travel gets into that bump spring as hard as it can. So it's. <laughs> It's so funny to watch everything change. And now, you know, I have seen numerous cars with a big spring package back in, like a conventional big spring package. Yep, like the old days. Yeah, up front uh, in, in late model racing. And uh, whether it be one wheel, whether it be multiple, um, <laughs> it, it's uh, it, they're, they're separating the shock and the spring in the rear suspension for some guys. Uh, just there's so many different packages out there, and and you don't know what is underneath that thing. When you're sitting in the grandstands, <laughs> no, you have nor no do you idea. care, nor, nor do, do you care, care right? Exactly. You want a competitive race as a race fan, yeah. As long as I see three cars battling it out for the win, yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's not the same three cars every single week, right? I mean, throw the rule book out, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like for the fans, right? The fans don't care if the guy's got fifty-seven point three percent left side weight, nope. If he runs third place, you know. If he just now, lapped the whole field. All, all, I, I have to say this. If the rule book is there, you need to stand on it, and you need to stand on it with all your weight. Yes, so, absolutely. Uh, it gets into it. It's, uh, it's such a, it, it, it's such a tight rope, though. Um, it, it, you know, and and we're off on a tangent here because we're talking about, you know, cost savings when it comes time for a new rule and. And unfortunately, every time that there's ever been a new rule, it's been a cost increase. <laughs> well, you know, I, again, uh, and I'm going to jump off this topic here in a second, but back in the All-Star days, a chassis, a race chassis for one of those race cars was somewhere around four grand, three grand, four grand. You could get a chassis. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there was multiple locations where you could buy them and they were all competitive sort of thing. Uh, but the guys were spending Twenty five and thirty thousand dollars on an engine, which puts the price of your race car up into that fifty, sixty thousand dollar range back in those days, which was a ton of money then. It's still a ton of money today. And then 
the crate engine come out? Well, we're going to, the the thought was, we're going to make the driver save money. We're going to go to a crate package and the guys can't spend 30 grand on a motor, which I fully agreed with. They were spending way too much money. So, but there again, if I couldn't tech that motor, which I couldn't when they first come out, I said, uh, I can't put it in if I can't tack it. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so I was one of the dinosaurs that would not allow a crate engine. And if I did, I wasn't going to give them a big advantage. Mm-hmm. Then uh, the whole industry went into crate engines, and that's where they are today. But now you're saving guys money on a crate engine? Maybe. Not today, I don't think. And the price of the chassis went through the roof, and the technology well, what, did. What happened was, is guys that you know they were used to spending sixty grand a year on motors mm-hmm. because they'd blow one up, or they, or they would have to you know rebuild yeah. twice. They were the good season. for five races, and then they'd have to they'd do go something. back to the builder, and they used to have two of them, so they used to spend that sixty grand a year anyways. So what they did was they went to the builder and said, "Well, if we're all got the same horsepower, we need to turn better." Yeah. So yeah. so. Now let's invest in the chassis and make these things turn and and uh, so that sixty grand went from from the motor bill to the chassis bill and, yep. and uh, or to Slit the tire sideways. bill or to wherever. Yep. But it it went went to the chassis. But you know I watched the Slim Jim All Pro um, race. There's a whole pile of them uh, on YouTube. Yep. Uh, and and I some great racing. Oh, I loved the Slim yeah. Jim All Pro series. They were yep. a super late model. They were. That's all they were. It was a super late model, under the NASCAR banner. Uh, they raced at tracks like uh, Five Flags Speedway. They raced at tracks like Nashville. Uh, they raced at uh, at Hickory, um, Bristol. You know, you name it. They raced at it. Martinsville. Um, they had phenomenal racing, and I know the West Coast had it as well. They had the SRL Super Late Model Series uh, f- right around that same time period. 95, you know, kind of right when ASA was taken off and, and, and branching out. And uh, they had um, a spotlight on what a Slim Jim All-Pro Series car was all about. Yeah. And I actually shared it on Facebook, and, and they talk about the rolling chassis, um, you know, complete rolling chassis, tin kit, gauges, seat, you know, uh, fire bottle, uh, you know, fuel cell, all the suspension up front, everything ready to go, no drivetrain, um, and no body on the thing, and uh, uh, it was fifteen grand. <laughs> and and now that what year was that? That what? was that was ninety five. Ninety five. Yeah. So so yeah, it's yeah. ninety five, and it was from the Nashville race, the Slim Jim All Pro. If you want to go back and, and watch it on YouTube, just type in nineteen ninety five Slim Jim uh, uh, Nashville, and uh, you can you can watch it with your own two eyes. Um, then. Uh, later on in that se- same season, um, uh, they did another spotlight because they did the spotlight on the chassis. Um, then it was on a complete car, right? And they were talking about the metrics of, of why these teams, why there were so many Slim Jim All-Pro teams there. And, and because they ran it like a business. And they talked about how many of those guys raced full-time mm-hmm. and made money off of it yeah, yeah. And, and fed their families off of it. Not just... You not know, just did it for a not hobby. Not just did either. it for a hobby, but yep. they, 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 they were professional racing teams. Yep. And uh, they actually did like a, a full-blown breakdown of what it costs to to race that season. Mm-hmm. A body on those cars. Now, they were full fiberglass, 
um, you know, uh, five star five, body. Uh, no, no, they didn't mention the name. It probably was five star for the for or the most ATX, part. ATX, yeah. Um, uh, but they had a they had a a rubber nose cone, mm-hmm. you know, rubber tail, um, and uh, not rubber, but you yeah. know the yeah, same yeah. the high impact plastic that they run now. Um, a fiberglass roof hood, tail, and quarters, and the teams made their own doors and fenders, um, and braces. You know, they made their own braces. They made their own trunk lid, and uh, um, then they made their own windows and quarter windows out of Lexan and stuff like that. $800 for the body, for the complete body. Yeah. And now, if you order a lightweight five-star hood to Owen Sound, Ontario, if you order the lightweight package, that's with the balsa wood square underneath, um, the, the lightest weight hood that you can get for a late model, um, it's seven hundred and eighty-five bucks just for the hood, just for the hood yeah. to get shipped from where it is to here. Right. So it goes to show you, you know, the differences. Mm-hmm. And the Slim Jim All Pro purse back then. Now you got to think they're racing at just normal short tracks, other than Bristol and Martinsville. Right. right. But they're racing at a place that holds maybe five thousand, six thousand people. Um, the purse back then was sixty grand. Wow. So the total purse, sixty grand, and they're racing with a car that is worth fifteen thousand dollars before you hang a body on it. Right. Sixteen grand once you got a body on it. And call, call it, it twenty 25. grand. Yeah. Call it twenty five with a motor. Yep. Um and and they're racing for a pot of sixty grand. Mm-hmm. And we wonder why we can't have fifty and sixty cars show up at a race now. You know, you got you got to spend one hundred and ten thousand dollars for a pro late model today to be competitive. Yes, to go out. Yep. And and well, not just to go out, to be competitive. Right, right. To you could buy a twenty five thousand dollar pro late right now off the racetrack at Flamborough Speedway, Delaware Speedway, turnkey ready to go. Right at the end of the season, um, is it a competitive car? Probably not. Right, could be. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But you know, you're going to spend anywhere between. Call it. If you're a hands-on person, you put together some stuff yourself. You, you cut some corners and you save where you can save. Call it eighty-five thousand dollars, right? If you if you are planning on ordering it and just carrying your helmet over and stepping into the thing and going racing and being competitive, call it one hundred and ten, right? So there's a big gap there. But and the purse, there is not a purse, a prolate model purse. Maybe maybe you know a handful of specials. Uh, across the country, that's sixty grand. You know. I wonder what the snowball derby pays. Thirty. Is it? It's yeah. I, it's thirty grand to win. Twenty. I, I believe it's twenty-seven thousand, and then there's yeah. there's a few. But total, in there. total wise, I wonder what it pays total. total I don't, price I don't know money. the total purse. Yeah, it'd be up there. It'd it, be up oh, there. It's definitely up there. Yeah, but yeah. it's it, it, the metrics are nowhere no. near. No, no, and they, they haven't were. been for years. They haven't been. No. Uh, you know, back in Junior Hanley's heydays, yeah. uh, they were like Junior earned a living in this sport, and he did it racing in his car, uh, building cars, yes, but driving and you know going out winning races. And but Junior Hanley was always going track to track to track. There wasn't a race that I can remember uh, that Junior Hanley wasn't in. I can remember showing up at Sobel Speedway back when I was like twenty five years old, twenty years old. And there was a big race at Cayuga, uh, the 200. And then there was a big race at Sobel that night. 
And Junior Hanley was at both, and he ended up winning both of them. And I always wonder, how did he do that? Well, he ran at Cayuga. He, they did that in the daytime. And uh, he had a guy all geared up. He'd jump into a plane, and he'd fly up, and they landed at Ross Trask uh, just across from the speedway. Ross had a uh, little landing strip there. Junior would land there. Somebody would go pick him up. And, of course, he had two cars, one at Cayuga, one at Sauble. And Junior would just jump in, and away he'd go. And uh, he, he ends up winning both races. But those were the days, and hopefully they come back to us. Uh, the, the things, uh, the series, the, the tracks, I know everybody's doing their utmost to make sure that things are going to get better. And uh, it sure looks like they are. We're going to continue the conversation on the other side of our final break tonight. Stay with us all live tonight. Joe's birthday. How about that? And he's talking 1995. You know he's getting older. <laughs> we'll be back. Stay with us. Hey, everybody. This is Ray Dunlap from Speed. Make sure you tune in to Race Time Radio to see what's going on in the camping world. From coast to coast, you're listening to Canada Talks. Iconic Games. 43 points for Stephen Curry. The Golden State Warriors have recaptured home court. One of the best players in the league requesting a trade. The Suns and the Heat are among the two teams Durant has on his wish list. And saying goodbye to one of the greatest players that ever lived. The passing of NBA legend Bill Russell today at the age of 88. If you missed our top 10 NBA stories of 2022 with Frank Isola and Mitch Lawrence, hear it anytime with the SXM app. Just search NBA Radio. Explore the musical world of an American rock and roll troubadour on his very own channel. Tom Petty Radio. All of Tom's music. Influences. Collaborations. This is Tom Petty here on The Very Treasure Show. Heartbreakers hosted shows. Check out my show, The Breakdown with Mike Campbell. And more. Breakdown's alright. It's Tom Petty Radio. Channel 31. It's alright. And in the SXM app. Included with all trials and popular plans. It's time to get back to the racetracks. For over 30 years, Quick Quick Fire Starters have fueled the sport on and off the track, making lighting your campfire as easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper. Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter in the pit, add your wood, and presto, you're a pro. Quick Quick Fire Starters, no harmful chemicals, and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick Quick Fire Starters, the world's best fire starter. Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, you can count on Napa know-how. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts stores, Fort Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Indiganish, Nova Scotia. I want my if you're looking for miles per gallon, you're definitely at the wrong place. Maybe a few channels up or a few channels down, you'll find it. But this is Race Time Radio on Sirius XM 167. Canada Talks. And now, back with your host, Joe Chisholm. 
And welcome back, one and all, here to Race Time Radio, live in the Race Time Radio studio. We're getting closer to the Snowball Derby, 11 days away, depending on the day you're watching or listening. Today, it's 11 days till the Snowball Derby, and I know everyone is looking forward to it. It's going to be on Racing America if you want to buy your way in and watch it. Uh, that's what we're going to be doing. It's going to be awesome. I know we got a lot of Canadians. Rick Warrens just uh, texted me here a couple of moments ago. Ricky's going to be on his way. I know we've got a lot of Canadians that are heading down to take in the Snowball Derby, and rightfully so. In Pensacola, Florida, the weather's going to be beautiful, and the competition is going to be right off the charts. Uh, good time to be a race fan. Great time to be a race fan. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely, uh, it, you know, you and I, you and I have had this conversation on this program quite a few times, and, and you've had you've had this conversation uh, on the air numerous times. Um, and it kind of goes back to what we were just talking about with the cost of, of racing. The cost of being a fan mm-hmm. is also you know, kind of on its ear getting up there. And, and so there's been, there's been two things that are kind of, you know, that have kind of parted the seas in my eyes and, and very hard to get back under control. And that's the cost of racing, right? The, the cost to, to build a good car, to, to show up to the racetrack and be competitive. So the cost or the hours worked to, to make that happen. So if you, you know, it doesn't matter how you add that up. It's time is money. Money is time. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, it's cost, right? Uh, so if you want to be competitive, you either need to spend a tremendous amount of time and and a decent amount of money, or you need to spend a tremendous amount of money and a little bit of time. Right. Right? Yep. So either way, that's going this direction. Right. That makes people drop out, right? So the bottom, the bottom two-thirds of your field – are gonna they're gonna hold on for as long as they can because they love the sport. They are they gonna stay? Are they gonna remain? We don't know yet, right? right. This is a big science fair project. And nobody knows the end of it because it's an ongoing thing. Mm-hmm. So it's a linear scale. The other direction is the owners need to make money, right? The track owners need to make money. They yeah. you gotta have a facility be profitable at the end of the year. Otherwise, mm-hmm. nobody is going to do this deal. Right, right. So what they're looking at is, well, these guys are these guys are going off in this direction here, and we're seeing less and less and less cars. Well, that means that they're bringing less and less and less people. Right. What do we got to do? Yeah. We got to raise the payout. Or, or Sorry, not the payout. We got to raise the back gate. Yep. We got to raise the gate admission price. Right. To try and offset. Well, to try and offset. So now you got these guys running on a linear scale going going more expensive for the fan to come. Well, now you're cutting out two-thirds of your fan. <laughs> so if you cut out two-thirds of your race base and two-thirds of your fan, how do you get all that back? Yeah. And, and it, you know, it, it's, a, it's an ongoing thing. I remember when you used to be able to go to a, a Oktoberfest weekend. Well, I remember going to... Peterborough Autumn Colors, mm-hmm. and it was fifty bucks for the weekend, and I was like, I don't have fifty bucks. Like this, right. this is a lot of money. Yep. But now then. you can't do it for fifty bucks, and no. And JP still does it affordably. Yep. Like in in comparison to what else is going on around That's him. That's right. You know, I, I believe I believe this year's ticket was eighty bucks. It might have been more than that. Might have been ninety for the weekend pass. But 
you know, you go to an APC race, you go to a, a parts for trucks race. Um, some of the, you can spend fifty bucks to get in the back gate, forty five uh, to a, to a Red Bell, and and it's for one person to go into the racetrack. Yeah, a yeah. family of four showing up. Majority of these places aren't doing the twelve and under free. So for a family of four, if you're charging twenty bucks for youth, and the mom and dad want to go, well. You're looking at an expensive bill, and you haven't even bought a hot dog yet. Yeah, yeah. So that there, um, you know, you used to have fans that would go every week. They would buy season tickets at the beginning of the year, and and those are dwindling because a season ticket now is you know four grand, yeah. right, for yeah, their yeah. local track, and uh, you know that's a difficult deal. So. I, you know, we've had that conversation numerous times. The but, bad part but, is the racetrack suffers every time. Uh, the racetrack is uh, it, it, what everybody points to or the series, uh, what have you. It, they always get the finger pointed at them, and they're trying to do their best to make everything work and be successful. Exactly. They're not trying to put everything other, in, in other space. You know, Sue and I, just last night we're talking about this. I used to have enough change sitting in the console of the truck that if I was driving by a McDonald's, I could stop in, get a burger, a fry, and a drink yep. and continue my drive. Yep. Well, guess what? I haven't got that change sitting in there now, not to mention the two of us go just for a quick bite out, yep. and you get a $30 bill, no problem, exactly. at, you know, running in through the in the, the, the drive-thru. Everything's more Everything sure. is so much more money, yep. and I don't know where the cap is. I don't know where the fix is, but I can tell you everybody is working hard at trying to bring that down to keep everything uh, and, and to make things more successful. If there's anything that I've learned in this sport, it is – they, uh, this industry will reshape itself, remold itself to continue. It. Hey, people want to race cars. Everybody. People yes. want to race cars, and people want to see and, good racing. And I don't care. I don't. I don't care. Down to the final racetrack. Yep. There will still be people wanting to race cars. Yep. Right. And I, there'll I, be I, still people wanting to watch it. A hundred percent. And and I, I, I'm not saying that we're going to go down to one racetrack here. No, no. That's not what I'm saying. No, no, no. I'm just saying that if we... If, You're if pointing it, out the obvious. If the if the world went down to one racetrack, there would still be people wanting to race, and there would still be people wanting to pay to, to see it. That's right. And it, But that being said, it's... It, it, the correction has got to be focused on those two places. I, I and, yep. and, you know, I, I try to not be critical and without having a solution. And, and that is my solution, is... is is bridging that gap and bridging the gap between the cost of getting in the cost. I would, if I owned a racetrack, I wouldn't even look at the back gate until the, or I wouldn't even look at the gate price until, until the, the grandstands were full. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, once it's full, we can start upcharging. Well, right? I know JP uh, took some, some, some flack, if you will, from some of the other speedways. Cause a couple of times Peterborough speedway, I believe in 2023, had no admission. Tuning night. No, they tuning. had a tuning night, and but they did have no admission. There was a couple. There was, yeah. and they loaded the place up. I asked JP how it went, and he goes, unbelievable. Yeah. Like, he was very, very uh, enthusiastic about it. It brought new race fans out. Yep. Now, you can't maintain a racetrack and not charge. Uh, it was something that he was trying to do to draw fans in, 
and to increase the exposure for everything. It worked. It worked, and it worked really good. Yep. Uh, it, it's so cool. At this time of the year now, all the drivers' meetings are taking place, the awards, presentations. Uh, it looks like Flamborough Speedway had a blast last night at theirs. Uh, congratulations to Roy Wilkie. as well. Yep. had theirs as well. Uh, you know, Clinton Jeffrey, that, that guy, it's just amazing. Does a great job with that speedway, um, as the whole staff does. And uh, it's, I've seen some photos earlier uh, from Sunset Speedway. They're getting prepared. they got lots of announcements coming out. And as a lot of the racetracks, I mentioned Sunset because that's the one I've seen. But they had the four-cylinder guys in the photo talking about four-cylinder drivers meeting. And the place was full. That's cool to see. It's a good sign that things are looking good for 2024. And uh, we're all hoping that it's going to look good. I noticed Motorama has got a lot of stuff coming out already right now. And last year, I can't say I seen anything for Motorama in November. I I didn't. Uh, Maybe it was there and I missed it, but I don't think so. The emphasis, everything is, uh, you know, the spotlight's getting turned up. Yep. And I think we're going to see a lot of change in all different directions uh, to make things so much better for race fans right across Canada. One big shout out that I want to give um, Paul Trepanier at Full Throttle Motor Speedway. Mm-hmm. Um, he posted um, with your uh, uh, driver um, uh, registration. Yep. The driver had uh, the basically uh admission in through the back gate at every race really so um yeah it was free admission with your the cost of of your your registration so Mm -hmm. no it's just for the driver it's not the whole crew it's it's the driver but um i i love that that's that's a a step in the right direction back in the day we always had a registration cost yep whether it was for the series uh, you know, you're going to participate in the series or you're going to uh, be part of the racetrack on a Saturday night basis. There was always a registration fee and you got something for that registration. Uh, back then, we used to have to do mail outs. We didn't have email to email out everybody and one little click. Uh, we physically had to produce a newsletter with all the information, notices, you name it. And then we had to print it. We had to fold it all up envelopes uh take it to the post office and put stamps on it and hope everybody got it in time uh there was that there was uh uh, different programs that i put together where guys would get filters and batteries and all kinds of different stuff so there was a benefit to register i don't know of too many benefits these days on the registration. And it's not even the number anymore because now when you go to a racetrack, it used to be the number because the scorer didn't want to write, you know, 22 five times. Right. <laughs> yeah. it, it's, now with the timing and scoring, you can have 22K, 22P, 227, whatever you want. Yeah. So when you show up to a race now, it's funny because there's like five numbers that get repeated, yeah. like a lot. Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> Whether yeah. it be the number 10, it's the 9X, the, the 2X, the. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So That's true. It's. Uh, yeah, it's Things not even the number are anymore. Changing. Yep. Things are a-changing, and uh, uh, we're all hoping and pushing for things to be going in the positive direction. And from the limited stuff that I have seen uh, with my eyes, it looks real good for 2024. And I know we're going to build on it as we go forward. We'll have the latest, and we'll go to get those newsmakers 
on the program, and you'll hear from them directly, and uh, you'll be able to form your opinion and make your plans to be at a racetrack this year, and we're going to find out the reasons why. But that is going to do it for us tonight on Race Time Radio. Happy birthday, Joe Jr. Thank you very much. You did a dynamite job, as always. And, oh, T-Speed. you got to check out T-Speed. You guys are rolling. you got a new uh, building and everything. A new shop, new uh, new digs. Uh, we're going to get RTR down there when we uh, get the new shop uh, all put together. And, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll rock and roll. Looking forward to it. Got to thank Sue right here on the Race Time Radio studio, as always. Eddie and... Uh, uh, Mike and everybody at Rev TV Canada and Scotty and everybody at Sirius XM and Steel. And we thank all of you for tuning in as you do each and every week. Uh, follow us along on all of our social media. Don't forget, when you get to the YouTube side of things, please hit subscribe. That is growing. And it's all because of you. That does it for Junior and I here tonight. Have a good one, everybody. Be safe. And we'll catch you next week right here on Race Time Radio. Thanks for listening to Race Time Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come on now, dig, dig, dig. Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan. Excellent, buddy, excellent.